Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Before I introduce my guest, just want to remind listeners that the 7th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo is coming to San Francisco at the Moscone Center June 15th through 17th. Tickets are on sale at www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com. And let's dive in. Today my guest is Josephine Nowitz. She is co-founder of Cannabis Creative Group, which is a full-service marketing agency providing web design, development, digital marketing, and branding services, digital marketing and branding services for the cannabis and CBD industry. Welcome to the show, Josephine. Thanks, Bethany. All right. So let us get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Tell me more about your background and maybe some experiences you had prior to moving into this cannabis space? What'd you do before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So before diving headfirst into the cannabis industry a couple of years ago, I was working full-time for our parent company. So our cannabis creative group's parent company is called Champ Internet, and we are an agency um, that's been around for about a decade in the Boston area. And um, at that company, I was responsible for marketing strategy and project management of web development projects and web design projects for clients in a variety of industries. Um, I was also very involved um, and I'm passionate about sustainability. So in my past life, if you will, uh, sustainability was a big part of my role and responsibility when I was working for the University of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity to go to the White House in in 2012 because of my work with uh, campus sustainability at that time. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, uh, let's see. It was President Barack Obama in 2012 at that time. Is that right? That's right. He and Michelle. Yes. So I got to meet them. It was very exciting. (laughs) Oh, cool. Cool. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, So having gone to the White House, (laughs) from the White House to the cannabis industry and movement, how did how did that move come into play? And was that an easy decision for you? Uh, Yeah, that's actually a really funny way of putting it. I hadn't thought of it like that before, (laughs) but um, definitely um, an easy transition. So uh, a few years ago at Champ Internet, we started taking on clients in the cannabis space. 
they were coming to us. Um, and at that time, the CEO of Champ Internet, Seth Warby, and I, who is now my co-founder um, at Cannabis Creative, we saw an opportunity to, to focus on this niche. So focus on the cannabis industry and the CBD industry with the experienced team that we already had at our fingertips. Cool. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing that, Josephine. So how did you come to decide to get involved in the cannabis industry and movement? And, and was that an easy process for you? Or uh, do you have a relationship with the plant personally or stories? Or did you just kind of fall into it like some people? Yeah, that's a it's a really interesting um, process for a lot of people, because I think many people have a, a story or a personal relationship or an opportunity just kind of fell onto their lap. And for me, it was a bunch of different factors. Um, so when I was working for Champ Internet, our parent company, about four or five years ago, we started having clients come to us in the cannabis space and in the CBD space looking for our services. So looking for web design and development services and digital marketing and social media services. Um, and the CEO of Champ Internet, Seth Warby, and I decided that, um, well, we saw an opportunity. We saw an opportunity in this niche. And we decided that we were absolutely going to be taking on these clients that were already coming to us. Um, and we started looking at the industry a lot more. Um, so four or five years ago, it was still in its relative infancy, if you will, particularly for us, um, our the majority of our team is focused, is based in Boston on the East Coast. So um, definitely a slower moving um, market out there. And we saw an opportunity to get involved in the space with the team that we already had well established, um, a team of creative professionals and web development professionals and digital marketing professionals doing search and social. Um, so we decided that we wanted to pursue this opportunity. And my partner, my co-founder, Seth Warby, has always had a personal um, experience or connection with the cannabis plant. So cool. it was really a no-brainer for the two of us to, to partner on this initiative. Um, and for me, I have a background, I have my my BBA, my business degree, um, and my master's degree in business. And we have both um, wanted to really pursue an, an entrepreneurial kind of project or company. So we decided to take the leap together. And um, it's been fantastic for the last couple of years. Our team has grown tenfold, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of quick scaling in this industry, if you're doing well, that's for sure. Uh, I hear that a lot. And uh, yeah, Massachusetts is a really great uh, market that's that's rolling out here. Uh, we were really excited to be there in Boston for our Northeast Cannabis Business Conference and, and uh, talk to this emerging market in Massachusetts. Um, and, and hopefully other bordering states in that part of the country will follow suit very soon. Um, so 
tell me more about what's going on at Cannabis Creative Group today and what your day to day is like. Yeah, totally. Um, so we are based in Boston, as I mentioned, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on in Massachusetts, being the first state east of the Mississippi to legalize recreationally a few years ago. Um, and business there is very buttoned up. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of multi-state operators that we work with that have um, many dispensaries across the U.S. We work in medical, um, cannabis, and we have clients all over. So our team, our day-to-day -day team is a lot of um, communicating um, and working with our clients that are all over the U.S. and in Canada to implement and strategize their, their marketing strategies. Um, so we provide marketing services to dispensaries, CBD companies, cultivators, extraction companies, labs, any, everyone needs marketing. Yeah. Um, and we are really great at driving leads and reaching their goals. So everything that we do is focused on data and analytics. Um, we also do some pro bono work um, for advocacy organizations that are supportive of CBD um, and cannabis and helping advocate mm. for peoples who have been negatively affected or impacted by cannabis over the last several decades in the U.S. Yep, really bad laws that, that we are working as an industry to um, fix fix the problems of the failed war on drugs absolutely that's great thanks for supporting that, that advocacy work as well absolutely um, yeah so it, yeah and in massachusetts there um it was one of the first states to include provisions for setting aside a percentage of licenses uh, and creating a path for people who have been negatively impacted by cannabis prohibition, um, so people of color and people from uh, lower income communities, um, there are still people in the country who are sitting in jail for cannabis. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for the advocacy organizations and companies and individuals who are working to right those wrongs. Um, so thank you for supporting somebody, somebody's nonprofit doing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important for us to be able to have a, a positive impact. Um, and the more that we can help with those groups, those nonprofits get the word out and educate people, we feel that we're doing our job and, and helping the industry move forward in the right direction. Great. Absolutely. Uh, so are your clients all across the U.S. or primarily in the Northeast sector? So yeah, as I mentioned, we, we do have clients um, across the US. Uh, we have clients in Massachusetts, in Florida, Colorado, West Coast. Um, and we also have some clients that are, that are in Canada as well. And um, we specialize in web design and development and driving traffic to those websites. So we're really good at outbound marketing as well and search marketing, SEO marketing. Um, in order to capture leads, generate sales, grow uh, email lists, et cetera. Yeah, I think anyone in cannabis has probably uh, figured out and come up against the marketing 
in advertising restrictions around cannabis. So um, using using the internet effectively and strategically is one way to get around some of those pretty prohib prohibitive regulations for sure. Okay, we're gonna take our first commercial break and then we'll be back to talk more with Josephine from the Cannabis Creative Group. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network, learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers, and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and we're chatting with Josephine from the Cannabis Creative Group, providing full-service marketing for the cannabis and CBD industry. Uh, so, Josephine, as we know, cannabis is federally illegal for now and has uh, quite a few challenging regulations and compliance issues, which I alluded to before the break, including advertising. So there's restrictions similar to tobacco and alcohol, uh, but cannabis is unique on its own. So let's let's talk a bit more about those challenges as you see them in all the various ways cannabis can and cannot be advertised. 
Yeah, um, there are definitely a lot of challenges around advertising online. Um, and as an agency specializing in the cannabis industry, we come across those challenges on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, what our clients really like about working with us, and this is why I recommend um, working with an agency, whether it's us or another agency that has experience with cannabis and CBD, um, We've done this work for many years and we have the trial and error, what works, what doesn't work. We've done all of that testing already. Mm. Um, and that is a huge advantage for us and a lot of our clients they see when they, they begin working with us. Um, so I'm on the NCIA Marketing and Advertising Committee. And one of the challenges that we have decided to focus on um, for 2020 is to work with these large federal, these large corporations, if you will. So the Google, the Facebook, the social media mm -hmm. platforms um, to really communicate with them and, and see how we can work together to develop less limited and less stringent advertising policies around right. cannabis and, and CBD. So we are working towards that. Um, another thing that I always recommend to our clients as well is, you know, it, you can do organic content, right? So there's SEO content, blog posts, podcasts, for example, um, social media content that you can push out to your audience. And that's different that, than advertising. So mm -hmm. there's a lot more um, ability to push out good content there. Got it. Yeah, even NCIA here, we we've had some ups and downs over the years advertising our our lobby days event. Uh, you know, we're not we're not selling any plants. We're not growing any plants. We are advocating for the plant um, and adver advertising an event to go lobby members of Congress. I think a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, we couldn't get the ad approved. Um, we we had some conversations with Facebook. Uh, I think uh, Representative Diana Deget here in Colorado also helped facilitate some conversations with Facebook for us as well. So it's it's still hit or miss with advertising on Facebook, even for a nonprofit advocacy organization. Um, but I hopefully we'll see some some easing of um, those those rules. So thanks for your work on. NCI's Marketing and Advertising Committee. You guys are a very active bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, so let's pivot to talking about the hemp-derived CBD products. Um, these do not have the same licensing requirements as the regulated cannabis industry. Uh, and it's currently in a gray area still as we're waiting for the USDA and the FDA to, to really roll out that regulatory guidance. There's a lot of talk about hot hemp and what to do with it. Um, so what's different about marketing CBD products as opposed to highly regulated restricted cannabis products? Yeah, there are a lot of differences and we work with a lot of CBD companies. Um, as I mentioned, there is a completely different marketing strategy um, when it comes to promoting CBD and selling 
products, um, whether it's in a retail store or multiple retail locations, um, doing wholesale or just selling online. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more opportunity for a national focus, which um, is really fun when it comes to CBD marketing, as opposed to marketing of cannabis, which is at a retail location, a dispensary, you have to go and, and purchase it there. It's very geo-targeted and the consumer is thinking about uh, convenience, price, and, and quality. Um, and they're buying locally, whatever is convenient for them on their way home from work, for example, or if they're um, leaving the airport on the way to a casino. Um, so for cannabis marketing, it's really critical to consider Google and Google Maps and making sure that your local search is up to par, if you will. So if someone is looking for a dispensary in your area, that's really critical. Um, For brand marketing, um, social media is really, really important. Um, So making sure that you're creating relevant and creative um, content um, on Instagram and um, other social platforms. Instagram's probably the biggest one for this industry. Um, But there's definitely a a different rule book um, for each each concept. Um, Our our CBD clients sell their products online and market towards a national audience, while our cannabis clients are, are much more local focused. So we develop unique custom marketing plans for each of our clients and um, focus on the the goals and the target audience that they have. Um, One of the key things with CBD in particular, um, hemp-derived CBD, is that area is becoming so saturated and it's so important to identify your niche and, and differentiate between the other CBD companies that are out there in the market. So figure out, you know, who your target audience is, develop your formulation through a contract manufacturing, or if you're doing your own CBD manufacturing, develop a formulation that's unique and different. And maybe it it has other ingredients that the typical CBD products out there um, aren't carrying. Yeah, it's interesting to see how how this is going to play out also. Um, And there's been a, an explosion of CBD companies in, in recent months. And I think the the joke, the internet meme is, you know, don't buy gas station CBD and expect it to be as good of a quality product as something you would find in um, maybe a more reputable store. Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. We call it the uh, the snake oil CBD, if mm-hmm. you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, one of the key things to make mention of here is it's so important to have um, professional branding and packaging design because consumers are making um, many of their choices based on packaging um, alone, mm-hmm. especially if they're purchasing on from retail. Um, so really having thought out creative messaging and professional packaging design and branding um, to elevate your brand so that not only are you selling at a price point that the consumer is willing to purchase it at, but you're also projecting your brand in a professional way um, 
that they're willing to spend that type of money because CBD products out there, you know, they can be $100 or so. That's kind of typically what we're seeing as opposed to the gas station snake oil CBD that people are buying. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a challenge um, and and identifying your your target audience and identifying the the pricing, the product pricing based on your competitors is is really, really critical. Sure, sure. And maybe, you know, don't don't put CBD cures coronavirus on your packaging, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. We never recommend that. Gotcha. Um, So we have just a minute or so here before our final commercial break. Um, Do you have any tips on that packaging and branding that you would give to someone who is trying to start a CBD company or maybe has just launched one? What's one one tip you might share with them about best practices on branding or packaging or labeling? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say make sure that you are creating an experience, um, whether it's CBD or cannabis product, people are looking for an experience. So if you're able to project that through your brand and your packaging and your messaging and your social media and in in a cohesive brand strategy concept, um, that's what will resonate with people. Get it. All right. So we're going to take our last commercial break here, and then we'll be right back to wrap up our conversation with Josephine from the Cannabis Creative Group. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee, Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. 
Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis. I'm your host, Bethany Moore with NCIA, and we're chatting with Josephine from the Cannabis Creative Group. Uh, She is a member of NCIA's Marketing and Advertising Committee since last year, so I'd like to dive in a bit more to what the committee's working on and what kind of goals are on your plate for the year. Yeah, Um, so the committee is working on a lot of different projects right now. As you said before, we're a very active group. We're a a bunch of uh, marketing communicators, so we we love to communicate. Um, And so one of the the subcommittees that I'm involved with is actually working on creating educational materials around um, politicians who are... um, trying to get into office or running in in Mm -hmm. 2020 and who are advocates of cannabis in their general regions in their, in their States. So um, our goal in that sub subcommittee is to educate people um, about where to go and register to vote. And also the, the candidates that are the politicians that are running um, that will have an impact on the accessibility of, of cannabis in mm-hmm. their local state. That is great. Um, and to, to support that, NCIA also published our presidential scorecard. Uh, we did this in 2016 as well. Uh, we always have a congressional scorecard using um, under our policy and advocacy um, drop down menu on our website. There's a congressional scorecard if you're curious of members of Congress in, in your state who may or may not support cannabis where they stand. Uh, but our 2020 presidential scorecard is up. Um, looks like just in the last few days, we'll probably be making some updates to it as candidates continue to narrow down. Um, but we are scoring presidential candidates on whether they support decriminalization, medical cannabis, full state autonomy, uh, or just decriminalization, full federal regulation. Um, it's, it's important to know where your candidates stand on a variety of issues, including cannabis, uh, especially if you work in the cannabis industry. So that's great. Looking forward to seeing uh, what what comes out of the committee. Um, and I know your company has exhibited at previous NCIA shows like the Seed to Sale show, which um, we rebranded to be called the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference. And I mentioned earlier that our seventh annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo is coming up this June as well. Uh, it's going to be our biggest show to date. So we're very excited. Um, and of course, this fall, we will bring the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference back to the Northeast. We will be in Newark, New Jersey. So we just keep going out to your backyard. <laughs> Look forward <laughs> to seeing you there. We're excited. <clears throat> Great. Um, and in our last few minutes here, um, it is NCIA's 10 year anniversary in 2020, we as a trade organization have existed for 10 years, growing with the industry. 
so it's really cool to do some reflection when you hit a 10-year milestone. Uh, so if you could think back to 10 years ago and what you were doing and where you were, if you would have predicted the cannabis industry would be what it is today, and then on top of that, to look into your crystal ball and look 10 years into the future from today into 2030, do you, do you have any reflections around those big picture questions of 10 years back and 10 years into the future that you could share? Yeah, um, interestingly enough, 10 years ago, I was an undeclared undergraduate student and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I, I knew that I was passionate about um, being a successful leader and I was accepted into the Eisenberg School of Management at the University of Massachusetts um, for my undergraduate business degree. Um, with, with that passion to be a, a successful female leader in an industry that I really cared about. And that, that was my goal. Um, and I think that I've really found that with this industry, not only with the excitement around creating and helping brands create products that are helpful for people, um, but also just the excitement around how the industry changes on a, on a regular basis and um, there's a lot to keep up with in, in, in terms of the news. So um, looking forward 10 years from now, there are so many things that could happen. Um, we're seeing the market really explode in these last couple of years, um, even specifically CBD in, in 2019. And we'll see that fluctuation go up and down. I'm, I'm sure we will see some, some companies fall off the map and some companies will um, will stick around if they have good business models and good products and, mm -hmm. and good marketing strategies. Um, so a lot of things are contingent upon legislation and, and particularly the, the 2020 election here is, is really, really critical. Truly. Um, mm -hmm. One of the interesting things that I'm starting to see is they are there are other rare cannabinoids that are coming onto the market um, like CBN and CBG and these will be a new wave of products in 2020. This is what's happening and that's what the direction of um, the the CBD industry is moving towards. Um, and I actually have an article being published in MG Magazine and CBD Today about the rare cannabinoid CBG um, coming out in March. So very excited about that. I think that trend is going to be just as hot as the new CBD trend was in, in 2019. Wow, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that we're paying more attention to these other cannabinoids for sure. And there's so much potential there, I agree. Um, well, we have run out of time, uh, but where can people learn more about Cannabis Creative Group? You can go to our website, uh, www.cannabiscreative.com, or you can check us out on social media at Cannabis Creative Group. Wonderful. Well, thank you uh, again for joining me on the show today, and thanks to all for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.